Look, normally we do the cute and fun and awesome and cool introductions for y'all here, but since we're starting to close out the season, we decided we would end it with a little love letter to anime with Isaacin. One of the reasons we started this podcast was because of how much we love the medium and what anime does and the stories it tells, etc. And we hope that's something we brought along and showed you guys throughout the season as well. Not to worry, this is not the last episode yet. This is the second last one. We got one more on deck for you, but we just wanted to say thank you. And we hope that you enjoyed everything we've done this season. And we hope you enjoy our super awesome, fun, and cool takes on Keep Your Hands Off As You Can. Again, thank you, everyone, and welcome to our episode on Isaacin. We're very excited to do this one, but as per usual, we got to hit the episode with our quick takes. Quick takes. Okay, so Uchi, you, who's your best boy, even though we have a default answer? We do Moto Sensei. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. He's so cool. It's just, it's just chill. I like the guy. He's always playing video games. Always, <laughs> always. It's like, oh, he is me if I was a teacher. Yeah. He's like that super cool teacher that everyone wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, just because he's very, very laissez-faire, you know? Just doesn't care. Does not care. Laissez-faire. Um, best girl. Misaka? Misaka? Yeah, I like Misaka. Or Mizuka? However you pass it. Uh, Mizusaki. Mizusaki. Wow. That's a main character. Right. Hey, man. I'm tired. That's fair. We're all tired. Heck. And jobs should be illegal. They should be. And at this point, I'm going to establish that it's my bit that I can't pronounce Japanese names. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Me neither. So that's fine. I, I would say mine's probably... As- uh, I was going to say Asakusa, but that's not how you say that. Asakusa... Sasuke? Yeah, yeah. So, but I also probably pronounced that wrong, because we're bad at what we do. That's fine. We are. Whatever, whatever. It's a bit now. Yeah, yeah. Are there any waifus in this show? Like, I don't think there are any, like, notable adults outside of, like, the teacher. I, there's, there's Saki's mom, there's Asuka's mom that appears in, like, the first episode. Yeah, but, like, none of them are, like... We've got the grandma, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. I guess you do also get, like, uh, Mizusaki's grandma, too. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, parents. Par- pardon me. Not not grandma. But I was but reading like, grandma, but still. I don't think there are any waifus or husbandos in this show. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. This show is not really about waifus and husbandos. This yeah. show is about animation. Exactly. Exactly. One thing, I, I don't want to talk about it too long, but, um... One thing we should talk about just a little bit is the OP and ED. Easy breezy. Easy breezy is one of my favorites. Absolute favorites. It's so good. It's so good. And like that OP slaps. Yeah. And like the way they do it and the ED too, where they have just like a simple, like, I guess two frame ish. Um, animation where they're just kind of spinning and like, Bouncing between like little facial animations, I'm like, oh, this is cute. Yeah. I like this a lot. It's so cute. Like, I think like the the opening is definitely like a flex on like how great 
openings can be, right? Mm. Like the combination of like music plus the artistic vision plus the colors. It's just like it's memorable, right? Yeah. Like as soon as it goes like ding ding, you're just like, oh, that's easy breezy. Yeah. Not not off what you're doing, don't get me wrong. But if someone did it good, I would understand oh, it. <laughs> like you're not wrong, but like No, I know what you mean though. It's it's just hard to like hum that beat because it's kind of all over the place you know it really is but anyway i think we should jump right into this one though because the animation styles and the art and everything are huge huge in this all those different styles like i think like one of the first things that really does stick out is like even just before breaking into them talking about anime it's just the world and the city itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so creative and so distinct and memorable. And it has its own, like, laws and, like, physics and the way it works, right? And at, like, at no point is it ever explained, but you just, like, know how it works. You know that they live in a city that's dominated by canals and riverways and waterways, right? Yeah. And, like, they have all these ways to get around the city. And, like, it's, like, something that's built on top of, it's, like, a chaotic built city, and that seems to like lend towards like the main characters and lend towards the creativity of anime and what these and what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the although the world's like truly based in reality, you do also have the alternative world, which is um, Asaksa's imaginary hey, world, which yeah. is a whole other thing. Even with when it comes to like music, it, it's almost like they did two animes at once. The ones that they're working on, but also the ones or the the anime that we're watching, and I think that's huge. I I love I love like the different art styles that bounce between it because you have the the show's typical art style or not typical art yeah. style, but like the the main art style of the show, which is what you're watching most of the time. But then you have the sketches from the sketchbooks, and you're looking at it, and they're little watercolors and they're just very simple like ideas right beside it like point forms etc yeah because because they're all these ideas and then you get the previews and kind of when when asaksa goes i really hope i'm saying her name right because i'm saying it constantly (laughs) but when she goes into her kind of like go mode and she's in her own head and her own imagination is all that's kind of keeping things going it's amazing it's amazing because it's Again, those watercolors, they, they take, they land from the sketches because it's still kind of working in sketches in her head. She's like kind of drawing things like in her mind that everyone enjoys around her or like not enjoys, but everyone kind of gets encapsulated in around her. And the big thing just becomes the simple watercolors. There's not really a lot of, they're not going through the lines. It's just like, here's the sim- simple watercolors of it until you get to the final products. And the final products are the important part that you see all the time and or or not sorry not that you see all the time i kind of blank there but the final products are the end result of everything they built up and although they're only built up over two three episodes and they're not particularly like conflict based it's still so good because it's the satisfying ending of them solving all the conflicts beforehand regardless of being part of the anime right yeah, like, no, I definitely get what you're talking about. Like, this is definitely, like, a love letter to animation and anime, right? And, like, 
I think like the difference is like just like the animation style sketches and anime previews, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if it's gonna sound right or wrong, but like for me watching the show, it's more of a love letter to animation and animation and anime than to just anime in general. Yeah, if that makes sense, right? Because I've watched uh, Shirabuko, which is also another love letter to anime and producing anime, but it seems like more of a love letter to the anime industry. Oh, than actual than... animation, right? right? Right. This is more like towards the creative side compared to the whatever you were yeah. just talking about. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is towards like the creative side, towards yeah. like the animation side. Cause like this show, it's full of like creativity and like wild ideas. I'm just like, Hey, look, this is what animation allows you to do. Like these are the worlds that can be created, mm-hmm. like, the ideas, right? And it's written from this like, this place of like, you imagine it's like when they first started doing animation. Because, like, you have these, like, wild, do rough stories. You have, like, a girl fighting a tank. Yeah. You know? With a machete. <laughs> With a machete. It's like, okay, but, like, it just works because it allows you to be dynamic and fluid. And it's, like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so good. And just everything, everything feels like there was so much time and care put into it. And I'm sure it was. Don't get me wrong. It's just the fact that that was expressed so, so, so well, and especially because I think about it a little bit, and we get the inverse with Knights and Magic, where Knights and Magic was kind of the, the like, this, like, heart not heartfelt thing, but, like, this whole thing towards mech animes, but did an awful job of it, like, in the anime itself. Whereas this was kind of nice. And by kind of nice, I mean very nice. It was calm, it was good, and it was not over the top. I mean, it was still very over the top, right? But the well, over like, the top, the over the top elements for me were like in them being like going inside their minds and like dreaming of their yeah. mad, crazy ideas, you know? Exactly, and the like, the over the top part is part of it, you know. It's it's like we were kind of saying with Knights and Magic is the the tropes are there, and you can do tropes. You can always do tropes, but you have to do them well if you do tropes or come yeah. up with a creative idea, and that's how you kind of do good. Like, not definitively, but that's kind of the the simplest way to explain it. Yeah. I get Um, what you mean. Yeah. And, like, the one thing I I liked, especially because we're still kind of talking about, like, the imaginative world, uh, especially when they're kind of going on adventures, is that all all of the sound effects are, like, uh, Asakusa... just making noises like meow, <laughs> like meow, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so it's... cute, especially because it never, it didn't click for me. Because this is both of our, for context, both of our second watch throughs for this one. We just, we love this anime and we love anime. So we're like, okay, like it goes hand in hand. I know I'm going to say this a lot through this episode, but still. Um, one of the, the things that I missed for the first, like probably six episodes of my first watch through was straight up. The fact that I had no, or I hadn't noticed that it was like Asakusa making noises. They just kind of fit. This like worked, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's just like sound effects. Like you just don't have them like in your face, you know? Yeah. It's supposed to not be like something that sticks out. It's something that's just supposed to put like meld together. So I didn't notice it, which is the cool part because they worked the same as regular sound effects, but they were just like a Asakusa making noises. It's like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah, because like it works in a weird way, right? Because 
when they're doing like the in the mind super rough like this is like the beginning of the show the working on it's all us because like sound effects like her mouth making the sound effects right mm-hmm. and when you watch like the final preview animation it's they've got actual sound effects you could hear like the shoes running on like gravel like the little yeah. metal on the spaceship like flexing and opening up for the jets and, and all that stuff right yeah only oh, show you that they're getting those noises too because once they kind of absorb the sound club they yeah. show i remember one of the scenes i was i was watching i thought was really fun because because i've kind of had like a, a passing interest in sound effects forever never to be like anything over the top but every time i see it i'm like oh this is neat like cool and it shows one of them like standing in a literal tub of mud with a microphone nearby and you just like hear them making the noises yeah like i think the cool thing is like i remember when i first watched Buku, they even had like that episode where they were like oh this is how we create sound effects right mm-hmm. like okay can you like wear high heels and then walk on pavement and then, like walk on grass and like saying the difference right so then coming to this show right and like mm. seeing the same things being repeated and like the shadow just changes the like the scene of I don't remember which girl it is running first on like pavement down to like grass and then onto, oh, like, on the stone. treadmill thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And like like you can hear subtle differences, right? Like it's not mm. like super standard difference, but it's subtle and you're like, yo, this is like the small things that make it different. Yeah. Well, especially because they're kinda taking the the piss out of it, right? Where they have the same sound effect the first time they do it. It's like, okay, well, you're wearing these shoes on, like, cobblestone. And it sounds like you're walking on cobblestone. And then it transfers to grass, and it sounds the same. And then it transfers to dirt, and it sounds the same. And so, like, that's when they, they the sound club girl, um, heck, uh, Duomeki, is just like, yeah, what is this? Like, this is awful. And she, like, freaks out a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was so quaint. I was like, oh, this is adorable. This is adorable. Yeah. It's oh, it's such a good show. Yeah, the music too. The music is so good. Like not just the OP and ED, but the the one thing I was thinking especially is one of my favorites is it. It's when they're 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 um, I can't remember the word for it. When you, I'm gonna get rid of this because it makes me sound like an idiot. But uh, what's it called when they're um. The the music they have when they're montaging, like, I, I'm not going to, like, sing it or explain it because I don't need to... I want you guys to listen to this. I don't want you to turn it off as soon as I start, start and try and sing something. I don't need to put you through that. <laughs> but it's almost like... It, it It's music that sounds like they're working and playing at the same time. And that kind of comes in and fits the same MO of what the teacher was saying. Uh, like, Moto-sensei was saying towards the end where... You can't be all work, like what Kanamori says, you have to play. And that's when he literally tells them like how to solve their problem, and then they just do that. And then that's how mm-hmm. Asakusa kind of solves the whole thing. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I know the song you're talking about as well. I, I'm not going to sing it either, because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> it will... Absolutely be the intermission intro song. Like, when we go to intermission, probably shortly, that's going to be the little, like, intro thing, and then we'll go into intermission, and then we'll kind of come back, you know? Speaking of which...
book. The first anime anime I watched, like first time I close to consciously watch anime, was Attack on Titan. And it was just because of that scene of and I guess spoilers, it was his mom being eaten, right? And from there, it introduced me to this new world, this new medium, these new adventures. I've seen shows that have left me on the edge of my seat of excitements from like your Titan Titan, your Fate Zero, Fate Stay Nights, your Haikus, to shows that have made me cry, your, your Lion Aprils, your Place for the Universe, Planet After Stories. Anime is a weird genre. It makes you happy, it makes you sad. There's some things in anime, in anime I hate, there's some things that I love. It makes me appreciate shows in a different way. It makes me love Western shows. It makes me love Game of Thrones, Westworld. It's a new, amazing medium. It's something I want people to experience, but not be forced into. It's Anime is not perfect. It'll never be perfect. The shows are great. The shows are bad. The movies are amazing. The movies are not good. But every once in a while, you come across an animation or an anime that makes you smile and laugh. I think Keep Your Hands Off Isaac and his Wobbles. It makes you happy on the inside. It lets you realize how creative and special this medium is. And that's a weird intermission to go off. So we're going to go back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I hope you all enjoyed Uchi's little love letter to anime as well. So now we both had like a little spiel and told y'all how much we like anime, if you couldn't tell already. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, one of the things that makes this show so good is just how fun the characters are, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So good. They just bounce and play off each other so well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't remember which YouTube anime YouTuber it was. I think it was Gigguk. If you haven't noticed by now, I watch a lot of Gigguk videos. Shout out. I talked Free about. Free shout out. If you listen to our podcast, I'll be so happy. Could you imagine? Could you? you we should just send it to him. It's like, we gave you a free shout out this episode, please. <laughs> Not actually. <laughs> but like. I mean, but like, talk about like, the how idea, like, how. Uh, can Kanami? Oh Ka- my god, Kanamori. That's the easy Kanamori. one. <laughs> That's the easy one. Asakura and Misaka. Misaki. 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 Like how the all three of them represent different parts of like animation, mm-hmm. and anime, right? Mm-hmm. And like how we've got the animator, we've yeah. got the storyteller, and we've got the producer. Yeah, they're their own little microcosm of a studio. They're the only studio, and like it just works off of that. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love this so much, and they give me so much inspiration to like maybe I'll get back to drawing and teach myself how to do art and make my own little anime shorts like here and there. Yeah. But I know how exhaustive and extensive it is to make those on like YouTube and stuff because I followed a lot of like animators, etc throughout the years on the internet and the 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 message i get from all of them not literally but 
each and everyone has kind of said something similar in their own way is just how extensive it is to make animations that are theoretically free on YouTube. And it's yeah. not a feasible thing, which is unfortunate because I loved a lot of them and a lot of them just had to move away from that space because it's too work intensive for them to do. But that's a whole other. That's a whole other spiel we can get into, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about every single, every, every member of Aizuken, the original Aizuken. Uh, so Kanamori, Kanamori is so funny in such <laughs> a deadpan way. Cause deadpan humans best. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's so funny. Because the, 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 my favorite scene of hers is when they're in the meeting with the student council and the principal and the vice principal or whatever, and everyone's sitting there, I mean, not everyone, but I mean, um, as, uh, as, bleh. but the rest of the club is sitting there trying to save face and sit upright and look proper. And then Katamori's sitting there, legs stretched out, hanging over the back of the chair, not looking at across the table to the principal, like the, the admin. Absolutely and, zero is given. Yeah. And that was me attempting to bleep myself. That was good. That was actually really good for that bleep. Not gonna not gonna lie. But her just demeanor the whole show. She always seems so angry and frustrated and then she's just like, no. It just doesn't make sense not to do anything like unless you get something out of it. Yeah, like she she embodies this weird she embodies work ethic to the T. Mm-hmm. She's got like this great hustle about her, like you just can't mess with. Yeah, you you don't you don't push Kanamori because Kanamori is going to get what she wants done every time without fail, and. I think that's so fun because I remember when they were blackmailing the robotics club was so funny to me. It's just, are you seriously trying, like you're getting blackmail from these people from this like group of nerds because one guy's just super, super over the top about liking robots. I think that's the creator, by the way, who voiced that guy. If it was, that'd be so cool. I, I, I can't remember if it's him specifically for that character, but he voices one or two of the characters in the show. She she blackmailed so many people. She blackmailed the AC club. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The she just fantastic character. She just she works. He's the linchpin. I I think mm-hmm. I really don't think Aizuken would work without no. her. Aizuken gets nothing done without Kanamori. Aizuken doesn't get anything done without like all three of them, you know? What because... all three of them, but oh, she... go ahead. I think she's the one who gets them to like Taken work, right? She's yeah. the one who's always like, "Okay, we've got a deadline to get stuff done." She's so the practical get, one. Yeah, she's like, "Get this on paper. Like, this needs to be done, right?" Yeah, like she lets them be creative and free, but she's always there to restrain them and be like, "Okay, come back to Earth." Yeah, yeah, she's a perfect counterpart to um, Asakusa. Apparently, I have been messing it up the whole time, and everyone deserves to give me heat for that, and that's fine. But Asakusa which I said very white, is the perfect counterpart to Kanamori, though. In that Asakusa just wants to to explore and be creative and run around and do anything she wants, and then Kanamori is like, no, sit down and fix this. And like I was mentioning earlier with uh, Moto-sensei, the, he tells them specifically that 
they were they, they were doing too much of what Kanamori wanted to do, aka work, 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 and that they needed to come back to what Asakusa wanted to do, and that was play and explore. And that's how they got the solution to the creating the final short. Yeah. It's like this finding this like balance in life, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna say okay, it's, it's gonna feel like I'm going off tangent a little bit, but it still makes sense, right? I saw yeah. this tweet on Black Twitter where it was like, I feel like nowadays no one has hobbies anymore. Everything always has to be a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Why can't people just have fun anymore? And like I think that represents what uh, Moto Sensor was trying to say. That not yeah. everything should just be like work, 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 work. Sometimes you should have fun and relax. You should enjoy yourself. Exactly. You should just do things because you enjoy it. And I can kind of relate to that because, I mean, like as a content creator that I'm trying to do this whole time, it gets to be which things am I doing for me and which things do I want to do for stream. Like I had another podcast before this uh, called Arcanum Unbound. Yeah. And that was my book club podcast. But it kind of killed my love for reading. So I yeah. let it die. And I still didn't read for six months after. And I'm only just getting back to reading. So it was like a neat little message. And I know it wasn't tailored to me, but it just, it was a recent experience that I had. And I think I watched this like right around the same time that I was kind of thinking, maybe I'll just let this show go. Yeah. And I kind of related to it. And it wasn't like over the top emotional. I was just like, oh, you know what? That's right. That's something I got to like sometimes remind myself of. And it was nice to see that message portrayed in something like a me, like a, in a show that I, I love so much, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, it's a good point. Like, I think I've shared this with you. I've shared it with a couple of other people, right? Mm-hmm. But like, we all know I do the Northern Credit podcast as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the last two weeks I've just started to feel burnout on like, just trying to constantly watch stuff, right? Like, I think I first handled it about it on the, on the other podcast where I said like, there's just way too much stuff to try to watch it media, yeah. right? And like, because both my podcasts are visual based podcasts. It's good. Like I spend most of my time watching stuff. Yeah. And like when most of the time, like sometimes I just want to watch things just for fun. Exactly. Exactly. And you just got to remind yourself of that sometimes. You have to remind yourself, like it's, it's, it's all right to always take a step back, like just break, reset Mm -hmm. yourself, like get grounded again, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the one thing I really liked about like Mizusaki in this is that, she kind of embodied both, but not really with the club, I guess. Because on one hand, Kanamori had her like taking modeling jobs and making money so they could afford new things for the club. And then on the other hand, she, like all she wanted to do was like draw and make art. And she wanted to hand draw the anime. And she animation. wanted to, to be part of this creative process, not just do like modeling stuff all the time. And I thought that was like a really cool like overlap of both of them to bring them together. And especially because she's like the odd one out as well. Because they did the the origin story in one of those last few episodes of how Kanamori and uh, Asakusa met. And it was a cute little story, right? Like everyone had their own little like little bits of, of origin there. But it was cool that they got their theirs together. And I mean, how do you do the one with all three of them? Because that was the start of the show or whatever. Like, yeah. Fine. But I just thought it was so quaint that it was like, oh, okay, we get to see how they met. And it was so... It was so perfect where 
like Asakusa's nervous to talk to new people and she's up venturing and then she runs into Kanamori or they get paired in gym class and then she runs into Kanamori again. She's like, no, I'll be your friend. Like it shows like a little bit of growth right off the bat. And I was like, oh my yeah. goodness. And they all grew like throughout like the series, things. right? It was amazing. They all grew, like changed, evolved. You can see like them learning to like work together and be like the eyes who can be Isaacan at the end, right? Yeah. Well, and they all kind of... They all faced up to, like, kind of the things that kept them back, I guess. Maybe not so much, like, Kanamori. I'm thinking more from Mizusaki. Just Mizusaki, the whole reason that she couldn't just do this all the time was because her parents didn't approve. Yeah. And then she managed to convince her parents that this was a worthwhile venture and this was what she was passionate about. It was awesome. It was so cool. It was like such a nice scene where her parents were like, oh, we just wanted you to focus on something like more practical, like more or less. But then she's like, no, like this is like, I can do that and this at the same time. Like I'll make them both work. And it's like, okay, go for it. You know? Yeah. Like this is what she wants to do. It's like, I feel like that's something like maybe a lot of people in like creative spaces have to like have that argument with their parents about, right? Mm-hmm. It was what my mom said to me forever. I told her, because in, in high school, I wanted to be in a band. I always wanted to be yeah. in music. And then, like, I actually fell out of music a little bit in university. But that's because university is uh, almost all-consuming and exhausting. But uh, That's so destroyed. Yep. But uh, yeah. stay in school, kids. The, stay in school. Get your degree. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The moral of this is that my mother told me, like, almost verbatim the same thing. She said... You can do this all you want, but you have to do something else to make sure that you can still pay the bills, more or less. And I was like, okay, that resonates. It makes sense. Like, I have to still pay bills. Like, I need money. Like, you can't exist without it. As much as I love yeah. to just sit around and be creative all day, every day, like, you just sadly can't. You can't. You can't just live in this world where you don't yeah. have to pay anything because everything costs stuff. Yeah. Which I got to say was pretty funny with Mizusaki's, like, family donating, like, 300,000 yen like couches or whatever to the the club room. They didn't even donate. She's just like, yeah, we don't use them anymore. So. Yeah. They're just <laughs> sitting there and it's like, oh, okay. okay. Sick. Cool. Yeah, great, great. And it was just like a nothing thing for her. And then it's like, oh, well, like, okay, like clearly she comes from money. Her parents work in film and she's a model or whatever. Like the whole nine yards. Like it makes a ton of sense. Like it was a great way to kind of, like, it, it was a cool way to circumvent one of the like, most obvious issues of hey, these high schoolers aren't going to have money, but they also have to like fight that issue regardless because the school says you can't make money unless we give it to you, or that's part of like your club activities or whatever or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which is so cool because like it, it helped make them like independent, right? Because mm-hmm. like if they had all the money in the world from like her parents, then it wouldn't have wouldn't have those like conflict moments and like the creative growth moments. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, they wouldn't have had the rundown. Um, or I guess they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have needed Kanamori at all. If they had money from the start, Kanamori would have just, like, managed the money. And it's like, that's not fun. The yeah, conflict needed to be, to be light. So. <laughs> I feel I so bad. I feel so bad saying this because both my parents are accountants. But no one grows up to want to be an accountant. <laughs> Except Kanamori. Except Kanamori. Except I don't even Kanamori. know what. I don't even know if that's what she wants. Like, at this point, I feel like she's just set as a producer, but, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Um, One thing I did, like, <laughs> I since this was a... Producer. What's that? 
She'll be the ultimate producer. Ultimate producer. She already is, dude. She already is. Elite tier producer. Hot but the, the one thing I found really cool with this anime was like some of the stuff with the side characters. In that they were they were displayed visually almost exclusively. Because there was no background. There was no background on any of them. Because how do you fit in a background in a series like this of like unimportant characters, you know? Like, yeah. stuff like My Hero Academia can do things where they give a full episode or partial episodes over, like, a small span to side oh, characters like, to build them up. Yeah, like, you've got, like, way more episodes to, like, build up side characters' backstory, right? Exactly. So, the fact that they did some of the stuff like this, like, I think my favorite was with the student council yeah. in the... Not the president. I think it was the vice president had, like, shark teeth. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, the, the vice president had shark teeth, so it's like, okay. The the, right, the 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 straight edges, like, she always looks like... You're going to relate that to a predator, right? Because that's just kind of how you're always taught. Like, these are things that are always something that reminds you of, of something to be wary of. And that's what the vice president was. And then you have the president who was always looking down on them literally her head was always tilted like 90 degrees backwards when she's talking to kanamori just you can see the disdain in their body actions and the subtleties and it was lovely it was amazing i don't know like you noticed that like the president always looking down i never noticed that before it's just because it makes no sense like at what point do you look at someone and your nose is literally pointing to the sky Wow. It's it's satirically like condescending, you know, to the point of it being not rude but being goofy. It's very anime, and it fits the anime trope, but like to such a greater extent that I thought it was just silly. I love that. It's it, it's like those little things that like you don't always notice, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's so good. I don't ever notice that before. Yeah, like, no, I noticed yeah. it like in the last couple episodes. I'm like, man, she's always like this, and then they have their conversation, kind of. When they're they're hanging not hanging out, but when she's with them while they're trying to discuss things and create like the idea for the final anime for the short, and yeah. she's no longer looking down on them at that point. Wait, I thought that was the vice president that was with them. Maybe the black one. Yeah, she's the vice president. Yeah, that's the vice president. Oh, okay, so I had them backwards. I had the vice president. Um, yeah, because the vice president also has like the shark like teeth. Yeah, but not like as extreme. Like you always see the smile of uh, the the red haired girl with like just the yeah. jagged straight like triangle teeth. That's who I was talking about. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, okay. No, 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 you're right. Like these things are subtle. Like in the visuals, it's amazing. Because yeah. I remember now. Because even that episode when they're like when they're like under the bridge waiting and like the black girl shows up and they're like, oh, it's the president, mm-hmm. and she's like vice president actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She just kind of like runs show, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's also like another anime trope, right? Where the student body council, it's always like this opposing force, right? To like the main characters. And it's always the vice president that's more dangerous than the president, yeah. right? Because the president's supposed to be like this, or in this case, just condescending, but like this like caring person while the vice president is on, gets their hands to it. Yeah. It's like in schools. It's like the principal is like in charge of so many other things. And then the vice principal is the one that kind of lays down punishment and like disciplinary stuff, you know, like they're that, that yeah. that's their role more than anything. But, um, do you have anything else you kind of want to say about any of the characters in the show? 
Uh, no, I think I'm good. Like, we've covered the three main characters. Mm-hmm. The side characters are there, but, like, I don't really know what more we can really say about them. Without going into, like, excruciating detail. Yeah. Yeah. So, this week, we have a bit of a change-up to end the show. Uh, Uchi got sick of me being a huge doo-doo buster butt about uh, his questions, which were all garbage bullshit. Pardon my French. Wow. They weren't. I'm being mean. That was not cool. I'm sorry, Uchi. Your questions were great. But my questions are better. Okay. So this week we have, uh, does Uchi know? And we'll actually find out whose questions are better going forward. So in this one, it's a little more interesting in that there's not three points. There's not four points. Uchi can have approximately 12 points. If not more. So question one. This is for one point. Uh, what was the nickname given to Kanamori by the vice president? Yeah, see, I took one from the show, and now you feel like you should know it, but no, now you're struggling. If you guys can see him, unfortunately you can't. He's got his hand on his face. I don't know. Uh, she called her Kanamoney. <laughs> because I remember that I was like kind of money yeah it's pretty good uh, possibility of three points for this one I think this one should be kind of your gimme one but okay. um, outside of making anime what are each of the members of Aizuken's goals with anime kind of always making money mm-hmm. so that's one I don't think I want to say as Koi wants to like make stories and adventures but i don't know if they count or not right i'll give you a half point for that one because the big thing was that she wanted to be an adventurer that's kind of what i took from that so and then what's Uh, mizusaki i like hers the most mizusaki is an animation but like something i'm looking for more specific yeah i know i know her whole big thing is like she likes recreating animation she she used that to help her grandmother with walking. Um, You're close. You're close. I'm I'm looking for something very specific in that. It doesn't have to do with her grandma. It, like, you get it from the origin story, but it's the, the broader concept of the origin story, I guess. It's recreating real life. Or recreating the stuff from real life. Like, that's the thing. Or is it like... You're, you're, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're just not using the language I was looking for. You know, oh, okay. so it's like okay, you're 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 in that same area. It's I, I put like I I took it as to track and appreciate movement, and that's what she loved oh, to okay. do. And that's kind of what you're getting at. You're 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 telling me this without being full on like oh movement specifically. Movement specific, yeah. Because like I want to say what I created in real life, which is yours is more specific, right? Because for her, for me, I can remember her. Looking at like people dancing and like trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I remember walking. She wanted to do that, like the specific way people throw the tea away, right? Yeah, and I think that's the one that stuck in my Over mind. It's like Over that specific right. swirl, right? Yeah, because like you could see that recreated and like what they ended up producing, where like they showed that recreating that swirl and tossing the tea mm-hmm. away. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Final question. Final question. One point for. Every club that Izukin interacted with throughout the show. And you have, I'm going to say 30 <laughs> seconds. Starting now. AC club, art club, uh, computer club, the original anime club, sound club, 
Uh, you got lots of time club. still. You got lots of time still. You still Another got the robotics club. Robotics Let's club, see. yeah. What else do they interact with? There's a lot. There's like a good, good chunk of clubs that you can list off. Here. So you got six. I don't, is there a speaker? No, there's no megaphone club. No, you got three, two, one. Ah, I'm done. Okay, six is really good. Six is really good. The ones that you didn't name that I had in here on my little list were the uh, Carbohydrates Revolution Club. <laughs> okay. The student council, technically a club, and the oh, security club. Be... And oh, there's yeah. more. There's plenty more. I listed off all the big ones. Yeah. But that will do it. I hope you guys that enjoyed was... everything we brought today. Because I had a lot of fun with these questions, genuinely. Uh I might I might steal this segment. <laughs> we can alternate. We can alternate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, thank you again, everyone, for listening. This is our second last episode of this core. Uh we got one more episode coming up, and we're gonna do Finally, we're going to do an episode for our namesake, and we are going to do the first arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The final episode of of Core 1 of JoJo's Bizarre Podcast will be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood. And we will see you all there, and I hope you enjoy it. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 